For China Current continues its special coverage on the coronavirus outbreak, go to our social media at the China Current and our website for interviews, videos, and podcasts. I'm James Chow. Thank you. As you know, we've been speaking to global leaders in science, health, and diplomacy—the people who are shaping the COVID-19 response. This conversation with Costantino della Gerardesca was different and equally important because, as a leading cultural figure in Italy, he is able to provide a sense of the social landscape, so we can understand more fully the response in one of the worst affected countries. It was insightful and, in parts, amusing, which brings some relief from the. Anxieties in this unrelenting pandemic. It speaks to Costantino's gift to convey joy, and this, he says, is his public duty more than ever at this time to entertain and to make people smile again. My name is Costantino della Gerardesca. I am a television host and writer in Italy, mainly entertainment, but especially travel programs where we go all around the world. So, Costantino, thank you very much for this time, and what an extraordinary time! Let's go back to February twentieth. That was only a couple of weeks ago, but it must seem like a a different time, a different world in this sense that you were on television on that day. There were more and more reports coming out of community clusters of COVID nineteen in the Lombardy region in northern Italy, where you're broadly where from, I was, where you were. Yeah. How, how does it feel? I, I know that you're not one always to speak of feelings. You call yourself unemotional, more of an anthropologist.、Yes. What did you think <laughs> at the time? I, I couldn't believe it. I, I was taken by surprise. I was suddenly told by the state television. Uh, they're going to be locking down Lombardy. Put your belongings in a car and come down to Rome. So I was—it、uh, was terrifying, of course. I came with my manager. We threw some clothes in a car and drove down to Rome. So we're near the the offices and the studios of the main state TV、uh, station. Otherwise, they would have locked me in Milan, and I wouldn't have been able to go out and come to Rome. Unfortunately, there's a certain kind of programs that we can. Look- We can, will not be able to make for a very long time, and there is even problems about the the makeup artists and the, the you know the people in charge of costumes, because they have to touch you and they're not one meter away, which is the famous safe distance. So they're figuring all this out with the typical Italian speed, which means very slowly. This picture of you on Instagram holding a can of water. At the supermarket. It's the only thing we're allowed to do. So I'm taking a photo showing me going to the supermarket because it's basically what the Italians are doing. We have to even sign a document before leaving the house and going to the supermarket, buying the water, and coming back. Oh, so they're tough. They're extremely tough. Police state now. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? In light of the. Virus. Yes, yes. That's why my, my manager believes it's a good thing too. I feel a little claustrophobic. You must be drinking a lot of bottled water these days. Well, thankfully, I'm drinking only water. There's some people that are locked up drinking wine because they don't know what to do. Yes, I'm perfectly happy being alone. Having said that, I would probably be happier if I was in LA with a swimming pool. What does it feel like at this moment in Italy? People who are concerned about their personal health issues, who are afraid to catch the virus, people that are living in anxiety, horrified by the by the news, 
uh, of the, you know, the bodies piling up in Bergamo and uh, the very serious situation, all of the deaths, especially in Northern Italy. And then there are also people uh, like me, um, the less sentimental uh, people who are concerned about the economy. What's going to happen after the virus? Is Italy prepared culturally to rebuild and restart when this health emergency is over? I do have the answer, James. Italy is not prepared because you see there's a fundamental difference between Italy and, for example, Hong Kong, where you, where you are at the moment. You see, in Asia, people are not afraid of technological progress, um, of, of taking down and rebuilding and renewing. Italians are afraid of progress because it's a sort of um, a very Catholic country. Um, in, it's a country that had the sort of biggest um, communist party in Europe for decades after the war, but it's a different communism from Asian communism. It's much more Luddite, if you know what I mean. Um, and at the same time, the Catholic Church. So people are afraid of change. People are afraid of globalization. That's so intriguing because, of course, Italy is the third largest economy in the European Union, the eighth largest mm -hmm. by nominal GDP in the world. You know, it's a democracy. The politicians are representative of what the people think. So it's the general mentality of the people. The politicians that we have are an expression of the desire of uh, the consumer. And uh, the same goes with uh, the media. They give people what they want to see. What do people want to see and therefore what are they given in return? One terrible thing that's been happening, but not only in Italy, is that there's a line of thought where the virus is the fault of globalization and a free market economy, which is of course not true because it is thanks to globalization that we have uh, new scientific information, new data that we're able to uh, you know, new scientific data, you know, thanks to globalization, we are able to progress, to go ahead, to resolve many issues, to acquire knowledge from other countries. You know, one can never really know one country without knowing what happens in other countries in a global economy. Do you think that Italy was prepared for this pandemic as a health emergency? No, I don't think so. Italy has made cuts uh, to the health system for in the last 10 years or so, I think. Like I give you an example, there's a certain type of uh, machine that's called a full body uh, scan for, for cancer. And in Milan, we have one. The most important thing, James, is that we've had market research. What's happened in the last few weeks? The audience wants to see entertainment programs. When there is an entertainment program, there's one on the air now called Pekino Express, which I reported in China and Korea. Um, the audience is enthusiastic and they are, uh, so they have bigger ratings and they are, they also has a higher permanence um, numbers, which means that people do not want to switch to another channel and see people on respirators inside a hospital dying of COVID-19. Now they've had enough. What is your 
duty and is it a public one? To entertain people at this moment more than ever. To make them smile. They, I, I get emails and letters every day from people who are watching my show, which is still on the air, saying, thank you for making us smile. Thank you for making us laugh. Thank you for distracting us. Because all we hear about is no solution in the future uh, or for the future from the politicians. Uh, and we really, people are, people are lost. To so be you bring them hope and you can uplift them. I uplift them. I, I believe it's the duty of the politicians to bring them hope. Let's talk about Pekino Express, about a group of people who hitchhike their way to and from China, Pekino. But if you yeah. look at it now, it's, it's expanded to many more countries, of course, but the, yes. the principle and the spirit is, uh, is the same. You obviously have uh, an insight, not in, only into the Italian culture, but into the Chinese one, because you film there regularly. Yes. And these are the two countries that are being worst affected in some respects, in the early stages of mm -hmm. COVID-19, how would you compare them in terms of the way the people reacted? China handled the situation, I believe, it very well. Clearly, it's easier, you know, China is, as you know, much better than me, is a gigantic country. I love the, the, the Chinese spirit of handling it, and I was very touched by the fact that uh, the Chinese sent aid to Italy, did you know about that? I knew about you, it. You knew about it, yeah. yes. And, I didn't uh, know about it at the time. I knew about it only a few days after when a friend told ah. me. Was it ah. important news in Italy at the time? It was very important news in Italy at the time. And what I was uh, very, also very touched uh, by was that um, when, when the Italians... Uh, you know, the, many people did this thing because they're, they're locked inside their homes, no one can go out. So they started singing out of their balconies, you know, they're doing these sort of, uh, how should we call it, this sort of improvised uh, singing sessions. You know, they say, at eight o'clock, everyone sings uh, a particular song from the 60s uh, from their balcony. And this thing made the news in China. And uh, Chinese people seem to seem to like Italians and to, um, to, to, to have been touched by the situation in Italy. So clearly we, we all appreciate that very much. I have to ask you, since you did bring up the subject of singing on balconies, uh, did you sing on your terrace? No. Can you sing? No, I didn't sing. No, I can't sing and I'm not going to be singing out of a terrace. Since you are an entertainer who connects to people, yes. Souls. Yes. Uh, what would you like all people in Italy and outside of Italy to take away from this time of a pandemic? One thing I hope the Italians will take away from this. What, what there's one good thing that's going to come out of it. That's going to come out of this is, is people finally start listening to scientists again. They have begun listening to scientists and to experts, and not to you know crazy populists who say that vaccines give you autism and all sorts of insane theories. So that's one good thing. Having said that, I hope that Italians understand that it's necessary to work and change and rebuild and free the country from all the bureaucracy in order to, to compete in the modern economy, in order to, to go ahead and to implement the necessary changes. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs>
Thank you, James. Good luck and please stay healthy. Thank you, thank you, thank you.